I know we were supposed to talk about some other things, Tone, but, man, it's Jesus time. Real, recognize, real, baby. Luke chapter 1, no, chapter 2, verse number 15. Luke chapter 2, verse number 15. Amen. Hallelujah. Got some people getting themselves ready for the banquet tomorrow. Some of them went and got their hair appointment already. Some getting a hair appointment tomorrow. Some getting their appointment tonight. I'm going tonight to get my hair appointment. <laughs> Maybe midnight tonight. Whenever Jazz called me. <laughs> whenever Jazz called me, I'm going down the road. That might be midnight tonight. Oh, poor Jazz. He love his job. Mm-mm-mm. But I'm grateful to Jazz because I don't have to sit around. He just called and I go and get in the chair, get cut and go back home. Luke chapter 2, verse number 16. Sorry. You know what? I might need to start in 15. I said 15, right? Yeah, I've got a couple things working here, so let me do this. 15. Ready? All right. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, (laughs) Let us now go even also unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord had made Known unto us. Verse 16 says, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I'm going to teach tonight on this topic, pondering the promise. Pondering the promise. I like what it said in verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. It must have been quite a surprise when Mary had the encounter with the angel. One of those surprises that I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm like shocked, trembling, fearful. Because I don't know what this is all about. And we normally become fearful when we don't know something. That's usually what drives fear. The unknown. Right? And so Mary didn't know what was going on when the angels came. The message the angels gave 
Mary were numerous things. It wasn't just one message. It wasn't just one message. I know the main thing, what they said to her, but it was a few things there that Mary had to ponder, right? She had to ponder uh, that she would have a child, and her child would be the Messiah, and he would save his people from their sins. She had to ponder those things. Uh-huh. All of those things had to be overwhelming to Mary, and undoubtedly, many thoughts ran through her mind. Now think about this, ladies. You all are ladies like Mary. When the angel told Mary she would have a baby and she would give birth to a child, can you imagine that, ladies, that you were told that, but you know that you're a virgin and you've never known a man, but you're getting a message from the angel that this was going to happen? I just thought, no, I'm trying to think. Maybe Mary thought that after she got married to Joseph, this was going to happen. I don't know. But that couldn't have been because she asked some, some poignant questions that she had to know that this was going to happen a different kind of way. And so just think about these thoughts Mary could have had. What are people going to think? Virgin girl. I'm a young girl. Study show Mary probably was anywhere between, you know, 15 and 22, somewhere in there. We don't know exactly, but she was very young, virgin. And she did not know man, obviously. And so she was wondering, what will people think through all of this stuff here? Furthermore, the dude that I'm engaged to get married to, he knows him and I didn't do anything. What will he think? <laughs> then, will he reject me now that he find out that here I am going to have a baby and he know it's not by him? Will he just decide, I'm not marrying you anymore? Which he had the right to. Because her being pregnant only means one thing. She got with somebody and she can't convince anybody. No, I didn't. I didn't sleep with anybody. I'm a virgin. That never happened before. So everybody you tell that you're pregnant, they're like, you know good something, you. So she had to think about all those things. And so Mary's pondering those things. <laughs> she knew it wasn't, she wasn't any of those things that people would have been accusing her of. But nevertheless, you get accused by things that you know you didn't do. And it don't change the fact that you're being accused of it, and that doesn't feel good. That someone is accusing you of something you didn't do. Even if you didn't do it, you're not happy about it. Mm -hmm. And so Mary knew she was dealing with this situation, even though she didn't do anything wrong she was going to have to deal with what people were saying about her. That was derogatory. That was wrong. That was not true. But she had to deal with it. Now, you know what I find interesting. The angel told Mary, you have found favor with God. You know, 
I like how when I read the scripture, it tells such a different story than what we try to communicate. It, it, it amazes me all the time how I'm still trying to figure out how we have decided to spin the word of God the way we have spun it. Christians, not even people from the secular Christians. Here is why I'm saying that. The Bible says Mary found favor with God. Now, here's the question. How can favor with God bring such a reproach on someone that has favor with God? How can favor with God cause you to be rejected? It produced rejection. Favor with God. But you, you're treated as a person of reproach. Favor with God, but you, you're treated and, and almost rejected. And I say that just to say, but we see people all the time says, I'm blessed and highly favored. And they're excited. And they're getting along with everybody. Nobody rejecting them. And we are supposed to be led to Think that favor with God mean me and everybody is cool, Tone. Favor with God meaning we all good. Everybody like me. That's how we spin it. Don't we spin it like that? I got a favor with God. So I'm the man or I'm the woman and you think everybody's supposed to like you. But reading my Bible, favor with God means you're going to have some problems. And you're going to feel lonely. And you're going to feel like people are not kind of wanting to deal with you, not wanting to be around you. And one of the most challenging things for people why they won't decide I'm going to sell out and live for Jesus Christ is they don't want to feel like people are not accepting them anymore. So we don't sell out and just give everything to God because we're, we're, we're fearful of that consequence of the majority don't want to deal with us. And so we are trying our best to have favor with God and get the majority to deal with us. No man can serve two masters. I'm not going to forget it, Lord. I don't know why you keep on getting me down that road all the time. God's favor will always bring about some hardship. You will never have God's favor, but no hardship. But somehow, starting from the preachers on down, we want God's favor and no hardship. We want God's favor and everything is supposed to work real good because it means I've got God's favor. So when I walk, when I come around, everything is great because I got God's favor. That's what we are selling. That's what we're saying is, 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 is how it work. But just watch Mary's life because that's who we're talking about tonight. Such thoughts no doubt flooded her mind about all those things. It would be reasonable to conceive that her conception was overwhelming on many fronts. For a young woman like her, it was a heavy load to bear. Uh huh. Alone 
with thousands of thoughts flooding her mind. Among the many thoughts, one that stood out amongst all the others. It was an encouraging thought. It was a promise. And so with all the other negative things that's going on, the thought was still there. The promise, though. The promise is going to, I'm going to give birth to the promised child. I'm going to give birth to the Messiah. Huh. There's a lesson there. There's a lot of lessons in, 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 in what transpired with Mary. And I'm, I might jump ahead of myself tonight, but I'm not going to keep you long, so I might, you, it might just be that. <laughs> because of the promise, no matter what Mary had to deal with, she dealt with She accepted it. Remember, she said, be it unto me. And here is thought number one that is very important that you need to hold on to. As a child of God. When God. I'm not going to say when. God has made us promises. And no matter what we will be challenged with. No matter what kind of hardship we will be faced. We have to take our mind off the hardship and keep it on the promise. That's how you make it through. Because think of Mary's life. She only had one good thing that was coming. That was that promised child. Everything else surrounding her was negative. So how did she make it through? Keeping her eye on the promise. Keeping her mind on the promise. That's why we're talking about pondering the promise. Because that's how she made it through. She pondered the promise. She kept thinking about the promise. And that's what kept her. Because for all the negativity and all the stuff that was going to come against her, the only way to keep it going. And isn't that like living for Christ today? You decide that you're going to live for Christ seriously and you're going to sell out for God and you're going to give everything you've got to it. Oh, there's going to be some oppositions. There's going to be some hardship. But you have to keep your mind on what the real promise is. And that is God promised that he will never leave me nor forsake me. God promised me that he will be with me till the end of the world. God promised me that no weapon formed against me will prosper. God promised me that he will keep me and protect me, God promised me he will be my provider. So no matter what people are doing to me and what I'm going through, I just have to remember and ponder the promises of God. That's what we got to do, Tone. And that's what we have to do. And that's what will help us because we are challenged because People don't want to hear about you and your God because they're doing their own thing. The only way you keep going in this world and serving your God and being faithful is you have to ponder the promises of God. Yes, sir. Mary did it. That's what took her through. We can gain insight into obtaining the favor of God. Now, here's a good one. Why do you think Mary found favor with God? I want to know. Now, that's something important to look at 
to say, how did Mary obtain favor with God? What was it? What, what happened to make Mary obtain favor with God? Anybody want to take a shot at that? Because, well, I'll let you take the shot real quick. Anybody want to take a shot? Why you think the angel came to Mary and says, you have found favor with God? What, what's special about Mary? Well, that's the qualification because the Messiah had to come through a virgin. But she could have been, the, well, let me say it like this. There were probably other virgins. So she, God needed a virgin to work his promise through. So we got that. That's true. We needed that. But the bottom line is she wasn't the only virgin around in that area. So why did she found favor with God? You wanted something there, sis. You close. You know, he's, you, you almost, you hot, almost burning up. Now, writers have said because she was humble, um, you know, that she, she, she would just, you know, she showed humility. And I'm sure that's part of it and, 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 and stuff like that. But I'm going to give you the revelation I got from the Lord. Why did Mary find favor? I'm going to tell you how to find favor with God. I love this. This is a this is God gave me this one. I like when God gave me somebody. I want to talk about it, Brother Thomas. So, you want to know how to find favor with God? All right. Yeah, you got to be humble. I'm just I'm not sold on that because I know God. He's got a sense of humor, and He always shows us things that we think we knew that we didn't know and what I know about God he does whatever he wants to do and whether we want to have qualification not qualifications I don't think that have anything to do with it because God is the one that qualifies us we can't qualify ourselves to obtain anything from God God decide what he wants to do here is what I feel strongly that the Holy Spirit revealed to me how we obtain favor with God if you have determined in your mind before God come to you that when he comes to you, whatever he asks of you, you're going to do it. Y'all don't want to hear me tonight. Revelation from heaven. People who will get favor from God, Tony, are people who already, not when the word come to them, already made up in their mind that whatever God tells me, I'm going to do it. That's how you're going to find favor like Mary. Because God shows his favor every day, but not the kind of favor he showed to Mary. So there's different levels of God showing favor to us. But this level of going to the extent where he entrusted her to bring the Messiah into the world? Oh, the person that was going to receive that favor was the person who already he knew in his being that when I get to that young lady that's a virgin and when my angel tell her what I told my angel to tell her, yes, yeah, she'll ask a few questions just to be clear, but it will be no doubt she will be in support of it and will be good with it and go with the flow. And so the, the depth 
of favor that you will experience from God is determined on your obedience to when God says, go do something. Mm -hmm. And so it challenges you now to ask yourself, what will God ask you that you will have to say, well, hold on, God, I don't know, you know, let me let me pray about it. God asking you something, you're talking about, well, let me pray about it. Who are you going to pray about it to? <laughs> right? That's, that's how spiritual we think we are. The Lord come and ask you something, and you're like, let me just pray about this. And he's standing there like, well, who are you going to pray to about this? <laughs> yeah. So if we're going to find that favor that we want so badly to have with God, you have to say within yourself, ask it. You ask it, God, because whatever you ask, I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how much persecution. I don't care how much hardship. I don't care what it is. I will say yes. And that's when the favor starts showing up. Yeah. Yeah, Mary had humility. Yeah, Mary was, you know, she showed reverence to the Lord. Yeah, Mary was a virgin, but I'm willing to bet you some money, even though I don't bet and gamble, that there was some other young ladies like me. It couldn't have just been one Mary. Some, some lady by the name of something was a virgin and reverenced God and had humility, but he didn't pick her. That's a good question to ask God when you get to heaven. How many virgin girls was in the area when you decided to impregnate Mary? How many virgin girls was in the area at the time? But why you chose Mary? And he said, that, that little preacher did it. I called the priest. My word, he told y'all. I gave him a little taste of it. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I just uh, gave him a little nugget, let him know. And he told y'all. That's why I chose Mary. Yep. It wasn't. See, God, God will always, God will never allow any one of us to become superior to the other. So, so our little minds, here we go again. We like to operate with this thought of, well, it's because, you know, who I am, God did this for me. We don't say it, but we kind of walk around like that. Oh, well, yeah. I, you don't know. I pray six hours a day. So God showed me favor. You don't know. Man, I fast five times a day. Or five times a week. You don't know. I study my Bible hard. That's how we try to pass it all. So, 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 you know, we'll try to tell people that's why I'm blessed and highly favored. You don't know. I study my word. I fast all the time. And I've been living a long time, a little, well, a little bit of time with God. And what I've learned a lot about him is he chooses who he wants to choose and do what he wants to do. And you can sit around thinking you very well qualified because of everything that you did. And God is going to do something just crazy and blow your mind to make you realize your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. I mean, did we forget that scripture? No. 
We better understand that our thoughts are not his and his ways are not ours because that's if we grab a hold to that, then we'll get someplace. But somehow we still don't get there to understand God operate differently than how we operate. And so Mary found favor with God and he came and touched her in a special way and she gave birth to the Messiah. Mary pondered in her heart the things she heard. Listen to me. This suggests she did not fully understand what she heard. She did not fully comprehend what she heard. She didn't fully get what she heard. Uh Uh-uh. But you know what she did? She pondered it. <laughs> Some of us, God is speaking to us, and because it's not according to our thinking, according to our understanding, we just reject it without trying to hear God. Just, I'm good, God. How many Sundays I get up before the congregation and I say, That if you're going to be saved, the Bible says we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And then the Bible go on to explain the way you're born of the water is repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, not in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, being filled with the spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And living a holy righteous life. How many times I said it and how many people respond to it that weren't born again? God is speaking to you. But what are you going to do? I don't agree with that God. I don't understand that God. Mary didn't understand all that stuff. Because we have proof. Mary said, well, how should this thing be? Being that I don't know man. But remember what I said last week or Sunday past. Mary didn't ask that question in, an, in, in a way that was antagonistic. She, she was asking the question because she's like, okay, I'm, I'm down with this. How do we get it done? I mean, I don't understand how it's going to work because this makes no sense. We've never seen this before. But nevertheless, I'm all in. When are we going to do that? Lord, I don't understand this whole being born again thing. Lord, I don't understand this whole talking in tongues thing. Lord, I understand this whole, why I got to get baptized in the name of Jesus. I got baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, because that's what my church told me. Why we got to understand it? If it's in the Bible and God used his servant to speak it, just do like Mary. At least ponder it. Don't reject it. At least ponder it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pondering suggests Mary struggled with God's will, but did so in the right manner. I'll give you an example of that. When God told me to start Christ Center Church, I pondered it. Because I know at least a little bit of what kind of challenge it was going to be. And, and, and what it was going to take out of you. That's why I was still pondering it the first year. When I asked him, every Sunday? 
Every Sunday I got to do this. <laughs> and he just smirk and say, do you have another alternative? And I just kept on getting dressed. Because I'm pondering what he said. I didn't dismiss it. I didn't reject it. I didn't say no. I'm pondering it. All in. Let's go. <laughs> it is one thing to struggle with God's will. But do so in the right way. Remember I always tell you. I try to get this across to you often, often, often. Please don't say I just can't. Please don't say that's just not me. Please don't say I'm sorry. I'm just, I just, I'm not. We can't do that tone. That's not pondering it. That's rejecting it. Pondering it says, oh my Lord God, you ask a hard thing. I don't like that. I don't like her. I don't like him. But God, whatever you want, help me to do what you want me to do. We can't, we can't hear God's word and say, I'm sorry. I j- I'm running from my life from you if I see you doing that. I'm serious. We can't do that. And I've heard people in church, me, I just can't do that. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'll worship. I'll do everything God wants me to do, but I'm just not doing it. You just contradicted yourself. I'll do everything God wants me to do. Just not that. Well, you won't do everything God wants you to do if you're saying just not that. We have to say, God, you ask a hard thing. And God knows when he asks a hard thing, it's okay to say to him, God, you ask a hard thing, because that's totally against who I am. Uh, And not because I'm just this great person, but it's just because I've lived my life a certain way for so long, God. And now you're asking me something that I'm just like, I would never consider doing that. But Lord, you're asking it, so I have to ponder it. And will you help me to make sure I do it? Yes, yes, yes. The way it works. Because if you decide to reject it, you're probably going to live in deception for a long time. What do you mean by that, preacher? A lot of us have, whether we spoke it out or our action does it, have decided we're not going to do something God wants us to do. And the thing I've learned about God is until you do this, We're not going to the next thing. You might go to the next thing, but I'm not going to the next thing. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so if you decide, if God tells you to, to wake up for the next five days and pray five in the morning for one hour, God, my days are long at work. You don't understand. I, I, I just can't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try, but I just can't. Okay. Lord, leave it like that. And so you're not doing it. And then you come to church talking about, oh, he just keeps on blessing me. <laughs> and if the Lord can be funny, he would say, no, no, I'm not. You blessing yourself and keep on putting it off on me. 
Because the Lord knows what's ahead of us and the Lord is trying to get us to a certain place. So when he asks us or commands us to do something, it has a whole lot behind it while he's saying do it. And so when you don't do it, God is saying, I, I can't go to the next thing. We need to get this done. And sometimes that's why you will experience turmoil in your life. Because that's the, that's the, the turmoil a lot of time means God is nudging me trying to get me to do what he told me to do that I'm saying no I'm not and so he will nudge you the turmoil is him nudging you and you have a choice at that time you can either decide okay okay I can tell this is you Lord or you can just keep on rejecting and just keep on making your life miserable Uh uh-huh Mary took what had been said and kept them she revolved them she weighed them in her mind giving to each circumstance its just importance and anxiously seeking what it might indicate respecting her child when you have a promise from god and the promise the word come to you don't dismiss any of it Hold on to it. Ponder it. And then on top of that, as you're pondering it and you're starting to deal with challenges and circumstances and situations, just say, the promise is far too great for me to turn away from it right now. Because all of the struggles and the challenge will make you say, I just can't. But remember, the promise is far greater than all the difficulties. Then all the challenges, the, the promise is way greater. And so we got to push through because of the promise. Uh-huh. Because Mary pondered. Because she held on to things spoken to her. Because she did not readily dismiss things of difficulty. Mary became a channel by which others were blessed. Uh-huh. She didn't dismiss it. She dealt with all the challenges head on. My my soon-to-be husband might not be my husband no more. My parents going to think I'm some old fly-by-night out-in-the-street girl. They might hide me in the house. The people going to be talking about me in the neighborhood. My parents going to be embarrassed. Because obviously they're going to think that I did something that I wasn't supposed to do because look at me now. But she didn't let those things stop what the promise was. Uh huh. Like Mary, we may not fully understand all God has for us. But like Mary, if we have found favor with the Lord, we will demonstrate similar characteristics. And so that brings me to the point of just saying, when, when you have the characteristics like Mary had, no matter what's going on in your life, I got to get into the house of the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life, I'm going to worship the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life, I'm going to pray. I'm still going to love people. I don't care how many people treat me bad, I'm still loving people. I don't care how many people walked away from me, I'm still loving people. Because I got a promise. 
And I am not letting me or anybody mess my promise up. And so I'm going to be like Mary. Mm-hmm. We got to ponder the promise. Hold on to things. Uh-huh. I believe God is looking for people like Mary to show favor to. Uh-huh. No matter what, they do it. Abraham reminds me of someone that no matter what, they did it. Noah. Can you imagine? Noah had some oppositions, but he did what God called him to do. Moses. These are people that had opposition, but there was a promise. And they pondered those promises. They held on to the promises because they knew that the promise was greater than all the struggles. The things of God seldom make sense to the natural mind. Uh huh. The things of God seldom make sense to the natural mind. And that's why we have to start getting into the spiritual things so we can begin to embrace the things of God a little differently. As long as we stay in the natural, when God begins to direct us and speak to us, we're going to not really embrace what God is saying because they're not going to make a whole lot of sense to us. Yep. In spite of the impossibilities, when God places his favor upon you, impossibilities become reality. When God places his favor on you, impossibilities become reality. Because God has placed his favor on you. Because what it means is God knows you have made up your mind to say, I'm going to do it, Lord. And all he needs is a willing vessel. He don't need a vessel that's capable. Because you're not the one that provides the capability or the ability. God does that. He just needs you to be willing. <laughs> so all he needs you to be is be willing. And so if you're willing no matter what it is, you're going to experience the favor of God. Oh, yes. For with great favor is great responsibility. And with great responsibility is great faith. God favor in our lives does not mean life will be a walk in the park. As a matter of fact, if you're experiencing, experiencing some difficulties, it might mean you have God's favor upon you. Listen to this. I'm getting ready to finish up here. The favor of the Lord is often accompanied with both excitement and struggles, joy and pain. The favor of the Lord is often accompanied with excitement and struggles, joy and pain. You cannot expect that the favor of God is upon your life. No pain, no struggle. Yeah, there's excitement. Because you know what God is going to do. Yeah, there's joy because you know what God's going to do. But understand, there's some struggle. There's some pain. Uh-huh. That's exactly what Mary was dealing with. 
the favor of the Lord caused both excitement and fear. This tension between excitement and fear seemed to accompany much of Mary's life. Excitement! She was going to have a baby. Fear! What if Joseph reject me? Excitement! The baby would be the Messiah. Fear! Herod is trying to kill all the babies born. The tension between excitement and fear is something we understand. It is not confined to Mary's life alone. It's the same thing as living for God today. Same thing. We come to church, and if we really praise God, excitement. But the devil is after you. Uh huh. We know that one day we're going to be in heaven. And forever be with the Lord. But some days there's sickness in my body. There's some days I get caught by temptation. I fall into it and I do wrong. But the excitement, God is coming back for me one day. He's giving us the gift of repentance and we can repent and we can get back on our way and get back on our feet. That's excitement. I come to church and when I worship and praise the Lord, there's something that happens that I just can't find no place else because God is so good. The Holy Ghost stirring in me, refreshing and reviving me. Excitement. So living for God will produce some excitement. And some fear, some joy, and some pain. But it's okay. The promise is so much greater than the pain, than the struggle, than the fear. So much greater. We need to just be like, go ahead and do what you got to do. Because I know what my promises are. I know what God has promised me, and I'm not letting you get me off track, pain. I'm not letting you get me off track, struggle. I'm not letting you get me off track, fear. If we will study the life of Mary and see how Mary handled this great, exciting news, we too can experience the completion of a blessed and favored life. The right response to God's promise is to ponder it in your heart. Don't dismiss it, but ponder it. Diligently ponder it. Diligently ponder it. Let the Lord work in your heart. Let the Lord give you understanding. Let the Lord speak to your heart. Don't you give up. Don't you, don't you, don't you sit here and, or, or, or stand here, whatever you do, and, and let the things of this life just take you over and restrict you because your promise is so much greater than your pain. Your promise is so much greater than your struggle. And while you're struggling now, the, 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 the joy and, and, and the excitement of, of what is promised to you is so much greater. So much greater. 
I feel like somebody's being encouraged. I'm, I'm being encouraged by what I'm talking to you about tonight. Because no matter what's going on, even if it's loneliness, no matter what's going on, I just know the promises that God has made me. I am pondering them in my heart. And no matter how much I get distressed and struggle and body not working the right way and people not treating you right, oh, the promise of God coming back for us and and we being caught up in the air to meet him. Oh, the days of when the blessings of God just flow in your life and the power of his spirit working through you and you being a blessing to somebody. I'm not going to worry about the struggles. I can't let the struggles, the pain or anything stop me from just moving forward in the Lord. Oh, let's thank the Lord tonight. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. I pray, Lord God, that every heart in this place tonight will be encouraged. I pray that every individual in here tonight will receive your word with gladness and begin to ponder it. That they will not reject it, Lord, but they will hold fast to your word for every person that is in here struggling I pray that the word will take them through their struggle because of the promises you have made to them for every person Lord God that has experienced pain I pray that the joy of the Lord will become their strength and overwhelm them oh my God I pray that the power from on high will work in our lives and your light will shine brightly through us and we will be a blessing, Lord God, in this world, and we will bless others. Lord, we thank you tonight for your goodness. We thank you, O God, for your mercy. We thank you, Almighty God, for your promises. For your promises are yea and amen. And tonight, Lord God, we're grateful. We celebrate you. We will continue to celebrate you. We honor you. We will continue to honor you, for you are the source of our strength. You are our our strength. You are our life, our salvation. And oh my God, we praise you. Now Lord, consume us and overshadow us, Lord God, that when we leave this place tonight, Father, we will walk in the power of your might. We will walk in the power of your strength. And oh my God, our mindset will be changed. You said, Lord, you will transform us by the renewing of our mind. And Lord, tonight I pray Pray that you will begin to transform every one of us in here. Where we are is not where you want us to remain. So I ask tonight that you will transform us by the renewing of our mind. That we can see the way you want us to see. That we will understand the way you want us to understand. That we can do what you want us to do. Let your ways be our ways. Let your thoughts fill our mind. For God, we want to do your will. For God, we want to live the way you want us to. Oh, God, how excellent is your name, Lord Jesus, in all the earth. We're grateful and thankful, almighty God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. 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 There is none like you. We love you. 
love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. I feel like some chains are being broken in this place even now. I feel fear leaving this place right now. There was fear working in somebody's life in here. But tonight, the the power of God, the word of God has come and commanded fear to leave. And now you're free. You don't have to have fear anymore because God is here. And God has come to set you free. And God is here tonight to serve. Oh, the devil notice that you belong to him. God is your God. You are his person. And the devil can't do anything about it. And don't you be dismay. Don't you worry. It doesn't matter the struggle. It doesn't matter the situation. God says, fear not, for God is with you. Fear not. God will take you through. Fear not. God will lift you up. Fear not. God will deliver you. Fear not. God will be your shield and your buckler and your exceeding and great reward. Somebody, I'm hearing something. Ah, God wants you to stand up and take authority. God wants you to push back and says no more. For God I live and for God I die. Somebody, God is calling you to a higher level in Him. God is calling you to take a stand and to not fear and to not worry but to do His will. To walk in His statues and to thank Him and praise Him. Somebody praise He the Lord tonight. Somebody bless the Lord with me tonight. Oh, my soul says yes. I bless your name, Lord Jesus. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You never know when your deliverance may come. You never know when your restoration will come. You never know when your blessing will come. But God is able and God is good. He's better to us than we could ever be to ourselves. We need to thank Him. We need to thank Him for He's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He will be there right on time because he's an untimed God. Yes, he is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise in his house. Give the Lord some praise. Why don't you thank him tonight? He's been so good. He's been so good. He's been so good. He's been so good.